0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 12 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We took a step in the right direction last week. 8-6, and six, plus 1.29 units. Thank you to the San Francisco 49ers for winning and covering us for, for us on Monday night. We are still in the red, though. 79-79-6 for minus 4.52 units, but I'm confident we're going in the right direction. I'm confident we can get back to the black sooner. Rather than later. I gotta pick it up on my money line underdog picks. Those are what are killing me this season. But hey, we still got a lot of football left to be played. It is Thanksgiving week. Eat your turkey, play some bets, have some fun. It's one of the best weeks of the NFL season. And because it's Thanksgiving week, all uh thirty-two teams are in action, sixteen games, bye weeks, none this week. They'll continue next week. So because of that I got sixteen picks. As I continue the road to 272 bets, uh, it is a grind, but uh, we continue on. Uh, no sense wasting any more time because I have so many games to get through, so why don't we just j- jump right into it? It is the NFL Week 12 episode of the 2022 Road to 272 Bets Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him
1: Gambler, And it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More More
0: bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. Or bacon than the pan can handle. Silly, All right, we're going to start things off with the Thanksgiving Day games. Three games. you got Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, and then it's going to be finished off with the Patriots, Vikings, which I'm going to be honest, does not feel like a Thanksgiving matchup. Uh, Thanksgiving Day games always just have a f- certain vibe to them. I say Bills, Lions certainly cover that. Cowboys, Giants certainly cover that. Patriots, Vikings doesn't feel like a Thursday, like a Thanksgiving Day game. I don't know, maybe I'm just making that up, but I don't think it does. We need some, we need like a shitty NFC team against someone who's going to be close to a double-digit favorite against them in order for it to feel like a Thanksgiving Day game. But why don't we jump right into the picks, get these bets in early, my friends, because the Bills and Lions, I think, kicks off at, what, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, And in the first game, the Bills and the Lions, I will take the Buffalo Bills to cover the nine-point spread. Let me bring up what the current... Odds are because I locked this uh, these in last night on Monday night. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, by the way, quick side note: I said at the start of the year, and I think I did it for the first couple of weeks, that I was going to record these Monday night and have it released. These episodes released Tuesday morning. Uh, can't do it, unfortunately. Uh, it takes me until midnight even just to do up the notes, and then for me to record and edit the podcast, I'd be up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Monday night. So. We're gonna go back to Wednesday morning releases. Uh, that's just the way it's gonna be. So Bills Lions. I uh, uh, got the minus nine, um, the Buffalo Bills here. They should have an absolute field day with the Detroit Lions defense. The Lions ranked dead last in the fell in opponent yards per play. They give up six point four yards per snap. They're also last in opponent yards per pass attempt, giving up seven point eight yards per throw. Uh, For the lines to have any chance in this game, uh, and by the way, I think the line has actually moved up to 9.5, still like it to that. Anything under 10, as long as you can get it under 10. If it gets over the magic number 10, uh, then you may want to look at the over, possibly. And one of the reasons you might want to look at the over, if that's the case, because... uh, Lions defense is absolute trash. Worst defense in the NFL. Now they're going up against one of the best offenses. And for the Lions to keep up, they're going to have to score enough to keep pace with the Bills. And I don't think they have the ability to do that. The Bills defense has been hurt all season, but they have slowly begun to get healthy. For example, Jordan Poyer uh, got back in action last week for the Bills. And all of a sudden, their run defense was a lot better. They only allowed the Browns to gain 3.1 yards per carry. So if Jordan Poyer being back is going to make that big of a difference for the run defense, I would be cautious in betting on the Lions. Uh, If they can keep the Lions' run offense in check, then they're going to have a field day here. So I will take the Buffalo Bills in the first Thanksgiving Day game, minus 9, minus 110 against Detroit. Bills playing in Detroit for the second straight week after last week's game was relocated due to the snow. Uh, The middle Thanksgiving Day game, little NFC East battle between the Cowboys and the Giants. Uh, I will take uh, the favorite here as well. Now, I'm not following this trend, uh, but uh, favorites have done historically extremely well on Thanksgiving Day games. Let's see if I can bring up this trend. Once again, you should never bet solely on trends. Uh, What they are is interesting, uh, and it has been a pretty... Uh, significant uh, trend here Uh, here we go Um, you may want to approach this I'm reading this is a tweet from best at best odds bets Uh, uh, going favorites have gone 43 and 8 outright and 35 and 16 against the spread dating back to 2004 that was a tweet I read today from at best odds bets so there you go Uh, if you if you are a trends person I'm not uh, but if you are, uh, you might want to back the favorites here on on turkey, turkey, gobble, gobble day. Uh, but I'm going to take the Cowboys minus eight and a half. I got minus eight and a half, minus 106. Oh, these odds have skyrocketed. I'm looking at them now. The best odds you can get in the Cowboys now, minus nine and a half. Uh, same with the Bills and Lions. As long as you can get it under 10, I would go that way. Uh, if you want to bet on the total instead, I'd probably look to the under in that game. But uh, I'm riding with the boys here. How about them Cowboys. Uh, the Giants, 29th in the NFL in net yards per play, minus 0.7. Their 7 3 record not been a true indication of how good this team truly is. Once again, uh, I don't want to trash them too much. I don't want that mortgage broker to be back in my DMs like he was last week. Uh, but I'm just going to ride with a much better team here. The Cowboys' offense, or their defense, they already have a top five defense in the NFL. Another offense is starting to fire on all cylinders. Uh, just completely shit-pumped uh, the Vikings last week. Uh, they've also uh, had the best third-down conversion rate over their last three games, converting 60.47% of their third-downs. Da- and that's going to counter the Giants' biggest strength, which is third-down defense. And let's also not forget the Cowboys beat the Giants 23-16 to back in September. Uh, I believe that was in week three. So they already beat them by... Uh, seven points in a game where cooper rush was the cowboys quarterback uh, and they outgained the giants in that game 6.4 yards per play to 5.0 so i will continue to ride the cowboys i'll continue to fade the giants give me the cowboys minus eight and a half minus 106 against new york which brings us to the final game of the thanksgiving day slate which once again does not feel like a thanksgiving day game but here we are it is the vikings against the patriots uh now we'll take the under in this one under 42 and a half minus 110 if you're betting on an under what do you want you want good offense want bad defense well look at each team's last three games and i will tell you my friends the new england patriots defense ranks first in opponent yards per play uh but they are also over their last three games ranking last in offensive yards per play uh so their defense has been completely dominant allowing 0.7 fewer yards per play than the next best defense. Uh, And their offense has been absolutely atrocious during that same time span, only gaining four yards per play. Now, I might also think the Vikings offense is explosive enough to counteract that strong Patriots defense, but I would tell you to hold your horses on that because you think they are explosive and they've had some explosive plays uh, but only 19th in yards per play, averaging 5.3 yards per snap and 4.9 yards per play over their last three games. So I think we're going to be in for a little bit of a defensive slugfest on Thursday night. I will take the Patriots-Vikings under half, minus 110, which brings us to the Sunday slate and brings me to my money line under dog alert. Money line under dog alert. Give me. And once again, before I even say who it is. I've been terrible with my money line underdog picks this uh, it has been a big strength of mine the past couple of years and I think it's a big reason why I'm in the red right now I was strong the first couple of weeks I don't know if I've hit a money line upset pick since week like three or week four so you may want to fade me and go in the opposite direction here and also what's actually hurt me even more is a lot of my underlying my money line under money line underdog picks that I'm betting are covering the spread but not winning which is just absolutely killing me but Here we go, I'm back on another one this week. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 175 against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if you take an overall look at the Ravens and Jaguars offense, they're actually more similar than you might think. The two teams are both averaging 5.7 yards per play this season. They're also both averaging 5.3 yards per play over their last three games. Jacksonville does have a slight edge in the red zone. But the Ravens do have a slight edge on third down. So statistically, uh, and this might surprise you, but statistically both teams are actually very similar offensively. So if you want to determine what way you want to bet, you've got to look at the defenses. And the Ravens have an overall better defense, but I actually think the stylistic advantage is in favor of the Jaguars here. We know the Ravens rely on running the football. They're the best uh, and most efficient running attacks in the NFL. So what do you got to do to stop the Ravens? You got to stop the run. Well, that is the strength of the Jaguars' defense, 8th in opponent yards per carry this season, and the Jaguars mainly focus on throwing the football, and that happens to be the weakness of the Baltimore defense, ranking 18th in opponent yards per pass attempt, so might be a little bit of a hot take, I might be getting a little aggressive here, uh, but I will take the Jaguars to pull off the upset of the Baltimore Ravens, at plus 175 in week 12. And then we are taking a look at the Cleveland Browns and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game here. And I will take the Browns plus 3, minus one ten against them. I don't care what we've seen from the Buccaneers in their last two games. I know they're on a two-game winning streak. They are, for now, still leading the NFC South. But I'm still not convinced that they are a good football team. Uh, I hear a lot of people saying that now that they've won two games, they might be dangerous come playoff time. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. They're still 14th in the NFL in net yards per play. Their offense is 24th in offensive yards gained per play on offense, which is well below the Browns, who are 10th in yards per play. So offensively, the Browns actually have a massive advantage here and it doesn't help that the tampa bay uh the weakness of their defense is actually the ability to stop the run they have not done well in that category this year 19th in opponent yards per carry which should fit to the browns offense's strategy to perfection here another area that the buccaneers have struggled in is in the red zone 28th in red zone offense scoring a touchdown on just 46.6 percent 46.67 percent of their trips to their opponent's red zone um i'm not convinced from these last two wins that the Buccaneers are a team that I want to lay points on so I will take the three points with the Cleveland Browns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which brings us to the Jets and the Bears Uh, and I took the Jets at minus three and a half the line is up to minus four and a half I still like it at that spot and I don't know if this one point line movement is either a reaction to the market or if it's a reaction to the announcement that Joe Flacco might be starting in place of uh, not Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson on Sunday. The Jets have already moved from three and a half point favorites to four and a half point favorites. Maybe because of that, maybe it's just because sharps are on the Jets. Uh, it is kind of strange to say this about the Bears, who I feel like have been a top 10 defense for the entire, my entire life as a football fan, the past 20 years. Uh, but now they are certainly not. Actually, they're one of the worst defenses. In the NFL, 24th in opponent yards per play, giving up 5.8 yards per snap. Also giving up 6 yards a snap over the last 3 games, which is 26th in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Jets' defense has been dominant. I've been saying it all season. For some reason, the Jets' defense still does not get the respect they deserve. I don't see anyone ever talking about how dominant the Jets' defense has been. Maybe because their offense and the Zach Wilson situation is distracting people from that fact. But this Jets' defense, very, very 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 good fourth and opponent yards per play allowing just 4.8 yards per snap uh sixth and opponent yards per carry which will go a long way in stopping the bears dominant rush attack which is how they get the majority of their offense so i don't know who's going to start a quarterback between joe flacco and zach wilson I actually kind of secretly do hope that it is joe flacco he is the kind of guy I like when he was in baltimore that if he has a strong defense if he isn't asked to do too much Joe Flacco is kind of the perfect quarterback. So if Joe Joe Flacco ends up starting, I will love this bet even more. Give me the Jets, minus three and a half. I like it at the current line of four and a half uh, against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals against the Tennessee Titans. You guys know my issue with the Titans. I've been calling them frauds for a year and a half. I called them frauds for the majority of this season. I did bet on them two weeks ago. I then went against them this past week against the Packers, and they once again fucked me. Now, I can't continue to call them frauds. And the reason being is that they've actually statistically been a pretty solid team over the past five or six games. Since I st- When I started recording net yards per play this season, I think it was week six or week seven, they were dead last in the NFL. Since then... They've climbed all the way up to 18th in the NFL. I know 18th still obviously isn't very good, but that's a pretty big climb from dead last all the way up to 18th. So respect to the Tennessee Titans, they have actually played much better football over the last five, six, seven weeks or so. Still, with that being said, I will take the Bengals. Minus one and a half in this spot. I think the Bengals, if you're looking for a value bet to win the Super Bowl this year, it actually might be the Bengals there over their nightmarish start to the season Jamar Chase still isn't back in their lineup and they're still playing extremely good football ninth in the NFL in net yards per play uh, they finally snuck into the top 10 uh, heading into week 12 uh, and the Bengals have done a pretty good job in stopping the run 12th and opponent yards per carry so we all know the Titans get the majority of their yards on the ground with Derrick Henry the Bengals should be able to stop them uh, and also the Titans uh, defense, their secondary gives up a ton of passing yards. So I think th- this is a great stylistic matchup for Cincinnati here. Tennessee has, I think, covered in eight straight games. So it is time for that streak to come to an end. I will back the Bengals minus 1.5, half, minus one ten against the Titans on Sunday. Uh, and that takes us to the Texans and the Dolphins here. And I will stay away from his side. Dolphins, massive 13-point favorites. I don't trust them to cover. I don't test the tech. Trust the Texans trust the Texans to cover either. Uh so I'll go with a total. And if you've listened to uh, the 2022 edition of the road to 272 bets, you'll probably know where I'm going here. I'll take the over 45 and a half, and it's I believe up to 46, 46 and a half. Still like the over in that one though. I've been saying it for a while. The Dolphins are an over better stream. The over was not cashing for a while, and in fact, the over is still only five and five in Dolphins games this season. But I'm sticking to my evaluation of this team: is that their offense is fantastic. I actually think they're second in the NFL in yards per play, but their defense is bad. Uh, 22nd in opponent yards per play, 26th in opponent points per play. If you want to bet an over on a team, you need a strong offense and a bad defense. That's exactly what you have in Miami. But still, the over is only five and five in their games. And as a result, odds makers are still setting their totals in the mid-40s. I will continue to bet the over in Dolphins games until odds makers smarten up and start setting their totals in the at least high 40s, if not low 50s. So I don't really know what to say about the Texans because they suck at absolutely everything, but hopefully the Dolphins' defense is bad enough that they can at least score a few points to help contribute to the over in this one. So Texans-Dolphins over 45.5, which brings me to my Falcons against the Commanders. And I will tell you, I think I've been on the wrong side of Falcons games for about eight straight weeks. So you might want to fade me in this one. I would actually recommend you do exactly that. But I'll take the Falcons in the points. I got them at plus 4.5, minus 110 against Commanders here. Anything above a field goal, I would take the Falcons with the points. I set the line for this game at Commanders minus 2.5, just under. A field goal so with it being above a field goal I will take the Falcons I think that is where the value lies here I think this is a largely a coin flip game on a neutral field the Falcons offense is around average their defense sucks the opposite is true for Washington where their defense is around off uh, average but their offense sucks don't let the Taylor Heineke narrative that is going around fool you into thinking Washington uh, is actually good offense 30th in the NFL so third last in the NFL and yards per play this season and they haven't actually been that much better with Taylor Heineke under quarterback now Taylor Heineke might not shoot a team shoot his team in the foot or choke and clutch situations like Carson Wentz does so I actually think he is a better option than Carson Wentz but in terms of just moving the football down the field actually not that much better so I'll take the team getting the points here because I think it's largely a coin flip game. And also Washington has run the ball over their last three games, 56.94% of their plays. That's the second highest mark in the NFL over that span. And sticking to that game plan, if they do it this week, will run right into the Falcons' strength, which is stopping the run 11th in opponent yards per carry this season. The way to attack this Falcons' defense is to do it through the air. And I don't think the commanders have the facilities for that, mate. Uh, So I will take the points with the Falcons. Give me them plus four and a half. Anything above a field goal, I'll take Atlanta here. Minus 110 against Washington. Broncos, Panthers, Sam Darnold. The return of Sam Darnold is on Sunday. They are now going uh, back to their former starter, former second string, former off the roster because he was hurt and now he's back. Um, They've gone Baker. They went PJ. They then went back to Baker. Now they're going to Sam Darnold. So we'll see how that works out. I will once again make the stupid mistake of betting on the Broncos. I got the minus two and a half, uh, minus one fifteen. You can get the minus two, minus one ten now. So I actually got a bad line on this game. But I have to. I mean, it looked like the Broncos were going to do finally do it for me against the Raiders this past week. Their defense is just too good to not bet on them, and their offense isn't as bad as their like points per game indicate. They just can't fucking convert on third down and they can't fucking score a touchdown in the red zone thankfully they got rid of melvin gordon so no more red zone fumbles from him maybe that will uh is worth an, uh, enough to give them uh, a couple of wins here but also by the way their biggest weakness their third down offense which is where they rank second last in the nfl now they get to take on the panthers who are the only team that's worst on third down uh so at least that dis- uh that weak point for the Broncos, will be nullified by the Panthers, who are even worse on third down offense. Um, so, their defense is by far the biggest difference maker in this game. Uh, I will once again take the Denver Broncos. I cannot imagine Sam Darnold being able to do enough against his dominant Broncos defense to lead them to a win. So, I'll take Broncos minus 2.5, minus 115 against the Panthers. And with that, I will take a quick break and I'll be back to give you the rest of my picks for NFL week 12.
1: Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we talk brainstorms with UX designer Brian. Let's go. First question. You thought you'd see everyone's idea in the team brainstorm, but you've got a grand total of one. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, right? Because in Miro, the team can add ideas now or later. And with privacy mode, we can keep them anonymous until they're good to share. Correct. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board. Because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos, add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course. Present my thoughts the way I want. Right again. Now. You're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh, there it is. Drawing board or... Miro. Our finished and unfinished work lives in one place. And he's one. Join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in Miro Brainstorms. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's m-i-r-o.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.
0: Uh, starting with the Raiders and the Seahawks here. I will take the Seahawks minus three and a half against the Raiders. This is a game between two defenses trending in the complete opposite direction. It is time to respect the Seahawks defense here. Over each team's last three games, the Seahawks rank fourth in opponent yards per play, allowing just 4.6 yards per snap. The Raiders, 28th in opponent yards per play, averaging 6 yards per snap. Raiders also threw the ball in 63.37% of their plays. That is the sixth highest rate in the NFL. And now they have to face a Seahawks defense who ranks third in opponent yards per pass attempt over each team's last three games. The Seahawks are for real. It seems like odds makers still aren't adjusting their lines quite right For Seattle because statistically they are still a really good team. I will take the Seahawks to cover the spread here against the lowly Las Vegas Raiders minus three and a half, minus one ten. The Chargers against the Cardinals here. I'll take Chargers minus four. Uh, I will like this even bet. I will like this bet even more if colt mccoy once again starts i like how every single season it seems like every single season colt mccoy starts one game has a decent game and then we all think colt mccoy is going to be good and then he immediately shits the bed for every other start uh, that he has he has a perfect backup quarterback to play one game if you ask for more from colt mccoy he will disappoint every single time the cardinals 31st in net yards per play second last right down there with the pittsburgh steelers now the chargers have disappointed this season But you can point to their injuries. They have been the most injured team in the NFL this year, so that could uh, play a pretty big role in that fact. Uh, But Keenan Allen is back. They are slowly starting to get healthy. I think now might be a good time to buy low on the Chargers. Um, And they do hold an an advantage in a key area, and that is third down conversion rate. Ninth in the NFL in offensive third down conversion rate. Cardinals ranked 27th. Cardinals also ranked 28th in opponent third-down conversion rate. That has been a huge weakness for them this season. I'm willing to lay the points with the Chargers in Week 12. Give me Los Angeles, minus 4, minus 115 against Arizona. Uh, Then what else do we got here? We got the Chiefs against the Rams. Now, if you listen to this podcast, if you've followed my picks, you know that I largely don't recommend... Laying double-digit points has to be a pretty extreme scenario. I especially don't recommend laying two touchdowns worth of points in the NFL. Uh, And this is crazy, but I'm recommending that you do that against the defending Super Bowl champions because the Los Angeles Rams absolutely stink. Uh, This handicap is pretty simple. We have the team that leads the NFL in yards per play and the Kansas City Chiefs against the team that is dead last in the NFL in yards per play in the Los Angeles Rams. Let me just uh, bring it up here for you. But uh, not only are the Rams ranking bad in yards per play, and dead last, uh, in fact, but they have lost Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is in concussion protocol, so he might not play. Um, It is a complete disaster right now. In Los Angeles for the Rams it is not good uh, you should not expect a repeat of the 2018 game between these two teams which I still think is the best NFL game uh, I've ever watched so the Chiefs averaging 6.5 yards per play the Rams are averaging 4.7 yards per play so the Chiefs are averaging 1.8 more yards per play on offense than the Los Angeles Rams that is not good Chiefs also lead the NFL in third down conversion percentage. Third and red zone offense. Rams, 17th and 24th in those two categories. It's painful for me to say this because I do like the Rams. They are the defending champs. But this season, they absolutely suck. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs minus 14.5 against the LA Rams. Uh, Saints and 49ers. I will take the Saints in this one. Plus nine and a half. Uh, Just let me check the juice on this one. I believe it is minus 110, but it's plus nine and a half for the Saints. Yes, minus 110 uh, against the 49ers here. Uh, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to the 49ers Monday Night Football game. I know the Saints record isn't very good. I think they're four and seven or three and seven. Uh, But they uh, statistically still a very good team. They are seventh in the NFL in net yards per play. Uh, That tells me they are much better than the record indicates. Now, they are lacking in a few key areas, most notably uh, average turnover margin. Uh, Their average turnover margin per game is minus 1.1. It's very difficult to win games that way. But if you're ranking 7th in net yards per play, you can cover a a 9.5-point spread. I don't care who you're playing against. And as dominant as the 49ers' defense has been, they have struggled in some key areas. For example, 23rd and opponent 3rd down conversion rate. That is not good that is well below the saints who ranked 12th in that area uh, the saints also ranked them outrank oh, them in red zone defense fifth in red zone defense 49ers at 22nd 49ers are certainly the much better team i think the 49ers will actually win the nfc but a nine and a half point spread i can't get to that number in this matchup i will take the points with the New Orleans Saints, plus nine and a half, minus 110. Which brings us to Sunday night football between the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'll take the Packers, plus seven, minus 110 against the Eagles in this spot. Uh, I regret not going against the Eagles last week. I should have because holes have been exploited in this Eagles team. And I think their 8 no start to the season made them a little oversaturated in the betting market uh, they are still certainly a very good team they're still certainly an elite team but they are not the level of the bills uh, who should be or the chiefs who should be favored by touchdown in basically every single game they play in so i'll take the seven points here with the packers because they should be able to run the ball against the eagles eighth in the nfl in yards per carry they take on the eagles defense which is 24th and opponent yards per carry. And I've said this about the Packers a few times a season. And I've actually said I'm not willing to bet on them as favorites. Um, even though I did last week against the Titans. Probably a bad call. The area that I want to bet the Packers in. Is when they're underdogs of a touchdown or more. I bet on them against the Bills. At plus 10 and a half a few weeks ago. They covered that. I'll now bet on them as against the Eagles as touchdown underdogs. Uh, because they aren't a bad team. 15th in net yards per play. They rank, they give up, or they gain 5.5 yards per play on offense. They give up 5.5 yards per play on defense. So they are almost quite literally the definition of an average football team. Uh, and I think with the Eagles, uh, and if we see this with every single team, even every single team, even teams that win go, go on and win the Super Bowl, teams have dips and valleys in their season. They have peaks and valleys. I think this is a valley for the Eagles. This is a time we do want to bet against them. Maybe they'll get back to their early season self by the time playoffs uh, start, and I'm sure they will. But the Eagles are stumbling a little bit here. A few holes have been exploited on their team, so I think now is a good time to take the Packers as touchdown underdogs, plus 7, minus 110 against them, which leaves us to the Monday Night Football game, which is not a good game. Who gives a flying fuck about the Pittsburgh Steelers Indianapolis Colts well I do and the only reason why is because I can bet on it and try to make some money so I will take and this is a rare thing for me to do something I've not done very often the past few seasons but I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line plus 125 against the Colts here Um, I don't bet on teams solely due to coaching very often I think this might be a time to do it. Jeff Saturday who is will be coaching his third ever uh, game as a head coach not third ever game as a coach at all i mean his third game ever as a coach at any level of football that's above the high school football level and now he has to do it against mike tomlin who it's a shame mike tomlin's never one coach of the year i think he's been a top three coach in the nfl for over a decade now uh the steelers will out coach jeff saturday uh i don't have any stats to back this pick up because um, the Steelers do rank last in net yards per play. But I have seen some promising thing, things from Kenny Pickett the past couple weeks. Um, also, uh, TJ Watts' return to their defensive line cannot be understated. That completely changes the Steelers' pass rush, uh, especially now that they get to face a Colts offensive line that ranks 27th in QB sack percentage, giving up a sack on 8.91% of dropbacks. Uh, also, the Colts have the most immobile quarterback in the NFL and Matt Ryan. Uh, who, yeah, like I said, might be the most immo- immobile quarterback in NFL history. I think uh, if a quarterback was in a wheelchair, Patrick Mahomes in a wheelchair would be more mobile than Matt Ryan. So I'll take the Steelers to pull off the upset on Monday Night Football, plus 125 against the Colts. So there you have it. Those are my 16 best bets for the 16 games for NFL Week 12. Let me go through them. I will then give you a, uh, my five best bets. I'll then give you my teaser bet. And then I'll talk a little survivor pool. So, my picks for this week Bills minus nine, minus 110 against the Lions. Cowboys minus eight and a half, minus 106 against the Giants. Patriots, Vikings under 42 and a half, minus 110. Jaguars plus 175 on the money line against the Ravens. Uh, Browns plus three. Uh, Minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Jets, minus 3.5, minus 110 against the Bears. Bengals, minus 1.5, minus 110 against the Titans. Texans, Dolphins, over 45.5, minus 110. The Falcons, plus 4.5, minus 110 against the Commanders. Broncos, minus 2.5, minus 115 against the Panthers. Chiefs, minus 14.5, minus 110 against the Rams. Seahawks, minus 3.5, minus 110 against the Raiders. Saints plus nine and a half minus 110 against the 49ers, Chargers minus four minus 115 against the Cardinals, Packers plus seven minus 110 against the Eagles, and Steelers plus 125 against the Colts. Uh, my three or my five best bets, and these are on all the teams to cover I like the Bills to cover against the Lions, the Jaguars to cover against the Ravens, the Jets to cover against the Browns, the Bengals to cover against the titans and the broncos to cover against the panthers if you want my six point teaser take the jaguars up to plus 10 against the ravens take the falcons up to plus 10 against the commanders little underdog teaser for the people now let's talk survivor i'll once again preface this as i have to every single week or else i'll be in the dog hose this is my girlfriend's entry she made the picks for this pool I've tried to help her out since mine was eliminated back in week four. But if you haven't been listening to the podcast, this is Joe Ostrowski's Survivor Pool. It started off with uh, over 1,114 entries. I say that because Joe Ostrowski let me know. uh, There are a number of people who, when they got eliminated, they completely deleted their account, so they don't still show up in the history of the pool. Um, But it's just under 1,200 entries. $50 buy-in each. We are down to the final 13. Uh, First place gets $25,000. So we have a 1-13 in shot at $25,000. We are still alive. Unfortunately, no one lost this past week. Actually, our pick ended up being uh, the sweatiest. We took the Ravens. Uh, Three of us in the pool took the Ravens. Five took the Bills. And five took the 49ers. All three of those teams won. So we're on to week 12 with no blood spilled uh, this past week. Um, This week, got a little bit of a dilemma. And this might be a... This is looking like a week that we're going to put our balls on the table and see what happens. So this is what we got. The Miami Dolphins are the biggest favorite of the week by far. 13, what, 13, 13 half point favorites against the Dolphins. 12 of the 13 people, including us, still have the Dolphins available to use in Survivor. That tells me that pretty much everyone that has the Dolphins left to use, especially because the Dolphins don't really have too many very easy matchups left, I would guess basically the entire pool is going to pick the Dolphins this week against the Texans. So that leaves us in a spot where do we take the Dolphins and just hope to advance to the next week and then worry about what happens next week in the pool or do we go with someone else and try to get cute because if the dolphins if we take the dolphins and the texans upset them we all lose at the same time but if we try to take someone else and we get cute with it and our pick wins and the texans somehow upset the dolphins that will basically wipe the entire rest of the pool out and we could literally win the pool this week. The flip side of that is if we don't take the Dolphins and the team that we pick loses and the Dolphins win by 50, then we'll feel like fucking idiots. But at some point in Survivor, you have to if you want to win, you've got to put your balls on the table. We haven't locked it in yet. We don't until Sunday. We decided not to take any of the Thursday games. We thought about taking Bills, which we still have available. We're going to save the Bills, so we're not going to lock in our pick till Sunday. But we might put our balls on the table, and the team that we think we might take is the New York Jets. Crazy, I know. But the Jets opened as three-and-a-half point favorites against the Bears. That line has moved to four-and-a-half, which tells me that the Sharps think the Jets win this game and that the three-and-a-half line was too small. I like the Jets to begin with. I think their defense is dominant. I think they match up well with the Bears. I think they're at home. I don't really care too much about the quarterback controversy. I think the, Dolph, the Jets could be the play here. Now, the, the other play that we are looking at, we could do Chargers over the Cardinals. That's another one. But regardless, if we don't take the obvious call of the Dolphins, we're going to take a team that where we're getting a little cute with it. Like I already explained, there is... Certainly a massive downside, and we might be shooting ourselves in the foot by doing this. But, if we pick someone who's not the Dolphins, if the Texans somehow upset the Dolphins this week, and we take someone else and our team wins, we, we should be getting paraded through the streets. It'd be the biggest, smartest move made in Survivor Pool history. But we also might big-brain ourselves to death. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. If you're listening to this, if you have thoughts on Survivor, send me a DM on Twitter. Tell me what you think we should do. Because I think the Dolphins, just taking the Dolphins is a coward move. Yeah, sure, if they win, let's just move on to the next week. But why not save the Dolphins for another time? Why not get a little cute with it and just hope for the Texans? Because like I said, if we take someone else and the Texans beat the Dolphins, we literally could win the pool this week. Crazier things have happened. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it's a weird time. I think I think we're gonna take the Jets though. I'm gonna feel stupid. I mean, we've already locked in. I think two hundred fifty dollars if we lose. Uh, right now, I think we win two hundred fifty dollars. So we'll see what happens. I think we're gonna we're I think we're gonna try to big brain it not take the Dolphins. The question just is what team we're gonna take. Right now we have the Jets locked in. Send me a DM on Twitter. Give me your thoughts. I'm interested here. But there you go. That's our thoughts. That's the update for Survivor this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the NFL Week 12 episode of the Banking bets podcast. Gamble or bless. Good luck to all your picks this week. Um, yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.